there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined as always by Michael. Hello, everybody. It's good to be back. I am on the mend from taking my sick leave last week. I'm sure y'all missed me. Thanks to Labar for coming in and sharing a lot more knowledge about sports than I than I know typically. So Labar said he had to come on and defend himself because we're always making fun of him. I don't. Well, I, I don't take part in this. I didn't let rem- the record show. I don't take part in this. I didn't remember what exactly he was referring to when when he said I was making fun of him and I called him a douche. I went back and looked it up. Oh, you went to the tape. I I, I went back to the tape. I um, read through the the conversation, and I'm going to tell you, I'm I'm going to stand by what I said because Shane Huffman. Tagged, yeah, and I remember his name, tagged Michael and said we should have him on as a guest for the recruiting update. Naturally. Great idea. I have no problems with that. My problem was the way that Labar responded to him. And I'd have to go back, and I'm, I don't have a phone handy with me right now to do it, and it's probably too far back in, in notifications. He said something really stupid. And it was it was snarky. It was it was funny. Snarky, yes. I'm not. And and by saying that, saying that what Labar said is stupid is not calling him stupid. I'm not calling you stupid, My Labar. Gosh, you, just... you have a degree in mathematics. <laughs> You're a genius. That's not where I'm going. But you said something snarky to the effect of coaches did coaching things. And it was like one of those like really like you just got your expertise was recognized by somebody outside of our group and you were suggested as a guest. It's a great suggestion suggestion. And then you, you come back with that. Yeah. So yeah, he gave you the boohoo story of like, I, he always has to come on to, to defend himself. He's gonna, he's gonna tear us apart in the Slack chat tomorrow morning. I don't care. I, like I said, I stand by what I said two weeks ago, whatever it was when I said that Labar said something like, said something douchey. I didn't call him a douche, but I said he said something douchey, and I stand by that. Man, well, I am I am glad we've cleared that up. This is, this is going to be like a weekly thread here, because I'm going to respond to something. Whatever he says tomorrow, Labar is going to respond. I'm going to bring gonna, it up next week. Oh, man. Okay. It's going to be... Just, we're just going to air this dirty laundry. I'm just going to carve out a couple of minutes. It's like the, uh, the fantasy football update. Nobody wants to hear it, but we're going to do it. <laughs> but we're doing it anyway. Yeah. Um, so today, December 26th, day after Christmas, Samantha and I just got back into town last night, thus the one day delay. Um, how was your Christmas? My Christmas was good. We stayed here. My mom's here in town and, uh, my little girl's birthday is Christmas Eve. 
So we'd already had the big party a few weeks ago because we took a gamble and assumed that a lot of people are going to be busy on Christmas Eve. So we had the party. Yeah, I would have been unavailable. Yeah, that's what I figured. We had that a while back and went to mom's house and she had a kind of a little miniature birthday party for her and food set up and everything. So that was a lot of fun on Christmas Eve. And then mom came over here on Christmas Day and we had more food and sat around and I had some, uh, oh, I, f- I forgot what it's called from Yano, but it's a sparkling pink wine. It's fantastic. So slowly it started, I started in the morning in the, uh, and, uh, took care of that bottle by the end of the day. That was my Christmas, uh, goal. So this reminded me of when we all came over for the Oklahoma state game and Keith was not introducing his, his beverage that he brought with us or with him, but he was announcing it or whatever, whatever you want to say. Yeah. And it was like some kind of pumpkin beer, which is fine. But what he said, he's like, yeah, I'm a basic girl. <laughs> and that's what I just thought about you and your sparkling oh, man. pink wine. I, I just, I think it's La, La Viva Rosa or something, or we, I don't remember what we, it's we called. Need, we need a Spanish segment. Yeah, you bet. And it was, it's super sweet. Oh, it's so very sweet. It's it's great. It, it's um, definitely one of my favorite of, of Yano's. And I'm not, I like wine. I like dry wines. I like the, you know, Cabernets and stuff with a little bit more meat on its bones. But man, this, this sweet, fruity, bubbly wine was just great. Perfect Christmas day. Because Keith also listens. Keith, I'm, I'm doing my best to quote you here. And I disagree with that assessment that you you called yourself basic because if, if anybody has seen Keith, he's a manly man, right? True. He's, if you've heard him, you've heard him. That's all, yeah. that's all it takes is it's that voice. That voice pulls you in. But his, his, uh, assessment, not assessment, but whatever, when, when he announced it, self criticism really. Yeah. As, as well, it was a little bit of self deprecation. That's it. He was getting ahead of it because that's the word in a room full of guys about to watch a football game saying, Hey, I brought pumpkin beer. Exactly. We were probably it's delicious. He was anticipating probably a little bit of good natured ribbing. Nah, nah. Anyways, we're um, all, we're the part of it too, is we're all old enough, old, old enough now where it's just kind of, oh, okay, that's what you like to drink. That sounds good. I'll probably try that. What is that? Yeah. So I, like I said, I got back last night. We were at my mom's house in Dallas. Um, 23 personnel HQ East. Oh my gosh, that's that's way that's because far east. We've rec- I, I, I you have we, recorded there. That's true. I, I, I've recorded there. Um, we were there just a really brief, basically like a long weekend. We got there Friday night after we had to wait till Samantha was off work on Friday. She worked a full day Friday, basically a full day. She got off right around four, um, and then we ate lunch yesterday, packed up and left. Um, quick trip. We had a great time with my with my mom. My brother, his wife, and their little girl. So it was lots the, of presents. The seven of us. Yes, lots of presents. Lots of Santa. Speaking of Santa, I want to talk about this real quick. If you have kids listening, maybe prepare <laughs> some earmuffs because we're going to talk about some sensitive subjects here. Because I was I was listening to the radio today, and I wish I had gotten this same kind of warning because the radio hosts on Double T ninety seven three gave no such warning and were ridiculing people 
who said that they believed in Santa. What? I was like, so schools I, out, guys. Which is which? Do is they not know that? What I was gonna say, like a lot of a lot of parents were like, guys, schools out. Like Santa's yeah. real. Shut up. Yes, let's uh, let's just keep keep hope alive for another I'm, I'm, 364. I'm, I'm sure they had a terrible Christmas because they didn't believe in Santa. It must be a really really sad day. We did have prime rib though. I'm, I'm going back oh, to my, that's my Christmas plans. Prime rib, it's fantastic. Um, okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I don't know if like it just it carried over a lot after we took it out or if it like when we sliced it we didn't rest it long enough but it went from like a really nice medium rare to like a medium well and we're like ooh oh oh i see did you put it on a hot plate by chance mm anyways i don't know i was a little sad well it about does that. it does it continue was, yeah maybe it just didn't rest long enough or or uh pulled too too late yeah so i'd ask this to our our listeners Asked about best and worst gifts. Um, best gift for me is going to be gift cards. I got a whole mess of gift cards. And I'm not a person that's going to look down at you for giving me a gift card because it allows me to go get what I want or pool a bunch of them together. Because if you have a budget of $25 and you try to give me a $25 gift, it's like, man, that's great. It's not really what I wanted. <laughs> um, but if I could take that $25 and add it to a, a big pool of gift cards I already have, that's awesome. Yeah. You could just help me buy a new whatever. Yeah. A new uh, set of uh, new set of tires. Well, I I, I don't use it responsibly and practically no. like that to, to I'm, offset I'm kidding. That's not costs. the point. That's not the point. No. I'm like, You're supposed to get stuff you want. Yeah. You're supposed to be a little frivolous with some gift cards. But... I. I will go ahead and, and throw out my worst gifts here. And I don't feel bad for saying this. My mom, bless her heart. There were three gifts I received this year that were brand, color, whatever, exact duplicates of gifts I have already received from her, whether it was last year or the year before. 
Oh my gosh. Like one she bought them. a few of them and then just kept pulling them back out or, or, or what? Or she went back and got some again. I don't know. One of them were these trolley cart bags. They're just like a set of four bags that go into your shopping cart after you've unloaded all your groceries. Okay. To put your groceries back into. So they're not bagged like from paper or plastic. Gotcha. Okay. We had a set of these already from her. We got another, we got another one. Well, so they went right next to the other one, still unopened in our garage. <laughs> we got a um, smartphone camera zoom lens that like attaches to the phone somehow. Again, we we probably got this one several years ago. We had just like come upon it again. Excuse me, again a couple of weeks ago. We're like, what are we going to do with this? This doesn't work. It's dumb. Whatever. Mm. And then we got another one. The other well, thing, you can't put that in your pocket. It's 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 kind it's of very fall special off, use. Right? Yeah, it's very special use, and it's like it's not worth. Like, if I want to take a, a picture like that, I'm going to pull out my camera mm-hmm. and not my phone. The other thing, we didn't do a very good job of of coordinating gifts for everybody within the family. Like, I'm giving my brother this. She also got my brother this. So instead of returning it, she gave it to me. I was like, Mom, I. <laughs> This isn't really a Christmas present for me. Like it was, you got it for my brother and instead of sending it back oh, or exchanging it. or whatever, it's like, I want to give it to you. She did it to me and my wife because we got my brother, my sister-in-law, the same thing that my mom got her. So she gave, yeah, it was, it's good times. Well, y'all are just, y'all are just very close. Everyone knows what everyone wants. We gave each other over lists. and over again. Yeah. All right, so the rest of the episode, I, I know we've been not talking about sports. This is a sports co- podcast, by the way. If you're new here and didn't know this, sorry. Um, we will be talking about Texas Tech basketball, um, Texas Tech football, more college football in general as well because there's not a lot of Texas Tech football happening currently. Um, questions and what we learned. Typically, how we we roll through these these podcasts every That's week. That's it. That is the that is um, the low down. Now, I, I I said basketball. Do you want to start with basketball? Or do you want to go to football? No, let's dive into basketball. Let's because, do basketball. Yeah, Tech had a you know pretty big game. A what you could say a pretty big game last week <laughs> on Thursday. Uh, Not if you believed one of the AP voters, and I'm gonna I don't really want to. There's spend a couple a, of them. I'll spend a whole lot of time. They're, there's a couple of them on there. One is Graham Couch, and right, we, we, but that's not even who we're talking about. No, I don't think. Like as, which is funny. The article I read said they don't. He like we already blasted him last week. <laughs> as bad that as was. he is, we're going to talk about somebody else who's even worse or worse right now. Um, Couch isn't isn't ranking people who should be ranked if they haven't played a true road game yet. Well, and it has something to do with there's a certain time and. December. They have to play the true road game by some arbitrary time in December that I don't think is really outlined anywhere. No, it's him making up his own rules. Yeah. It's yeah. stupid and ridiculous. So Tech is currently unranked. According to him, yes. And I, I believe so was Duke. Duke was unranked as well. Yeah. They still are. So just a couple of unranked teams battling it out last Thursday on national <laughs> television. No big deal. Um, this other guy, I, I don't remember, even remember his name, and I don't, I don't think it really matters, but he had Tech dropping from, he already had him a little lower. He had them at 16. 
dropped him from 16 to 25 after losing a competitive game to the number one team in the country. His number one His team. His number one team. You dropped from 16 to 25 after losing, what was it, 11 points? It was uh, rel- relatively close until yeah. the last five minutes of the game. when. Yeah, it was 11. Tech, yeah, because they covered. Tech decided not to. <laughs> Not, not not to score any uh, field goals there. <clears throat> yeah, just decided to go for a. We just need three points these last six minutes. That's really all we need. Um, but no that that one was that one was pretty egregious, and and then it it just it just makes even less sense when it came out later on that this game was the highest rated game on ESPN two in three years. Just a couple of unranked teams or. <laughs> You know, a sixteen and a, a one, a sixteen and a one that really should have been a twenty-five. After seeing, you just wonder if if he just saw the final score. You would have to think so. You would have to think that he just saw the final score and didn't even re- recap. Like, oh, look, Tech kept it kind of close. Or yeah, they oh uh, yeah. Well, yeah. they lost by tw- they lost by double digits. They suck. Yeah. Well, what do you know? Duke covered. That's what that was expected. So Zion Williamson led the led all scorers, or whatever. That's it was. not true. Well. I don't think he no he, no he, Culver he, did well. He led Duke. Oh, scoring. yeah, he led Duke. Excuse in me for not being specific. That's enough. right. All scorers means all scorers. So Texas Tech lost. Um, this game happened last week, obviously between us recording our two recordings. Um, in the aggregate AP poll. Texas Tech actually moved back up to 11. They, they, they moved up a spot again. Yeah, I think North Carolina lost and maybe Auburn. So there were a couple of losses that contributed to to Tech moving up. Yep. Um, yeah, so watch the game. I was watching it at a work Christmas party. Oh, so you we weren't. were at dinner. Yeah. But we um, – the young four of us in our office – got there a little early because what we did is we we all went out together uh, to take a tour of some of the Texas Tech athletic facilities. We went to the new indoor track and indoor practice facility, went down to the field, which was new for the rest of the office. I'd already been there. Oh, he's bunch. been there. It's, it's old hat. No big deal. And then we went into the game day locker room, which I thought was pretty cool. One, because there was still like a, a hand-drawn play on a dry race board still on the board from the last game, which would have been from, from the Texas game. It Did was you still the dry erase board. No, but I, I took a picture of it and I shared it with the, the Slack chat. What it was, it was an outside zone play where they were running the handoff was running from left to right. Um, and then in very uh, bold, thick defined lines, they had the, the defensive end like, inside like a box or a triangle or something like, huh, I wonder who they're looking at for this play. <laughs> um, they they had like the game day schedule still posted up in there. Uh, the names were on the lockers, which were pretty cool. We we took a picture, a group picture around the saddle that they all touch on their way out. Um, it was pretty cool. So we went from there to dinner um, and we, we sat at the bar waiting for our, res- our dinner reservation <laughs> Game came on. We we decided decided to get a, a table, just like next to the bar, still facing the TVs. Smart because it it wasn't like a sports bar, but they had they had two TVs above the bar, so we just we stayed close to watch it. Um, 
watched the game. Really exciting game. Um, I would have been a lot more into it had I not been in public. <laughs> yeah. At, at, a, at a nicer restaurant. Um, not surprised the defense did as well as they did against Duke. I mean, we've seen the number one defense um, really stymie some people, slow them down, give them headaches. Um, you fouled out probably the number one lottery pick in next year's draft. And so it made him look human too. Everybody, I mean, he, everybody was up in arms about like how that was a bad call. Cause like, well, uh, Oh, his Brandon Francis, his feet weren't set. It was like, fifth well, foul. Yeah, yeah, it was, one. it was kind of a weak, it was a weak call to, to go out on. I'm, I'm not sure. disagreeing that it wasn't, you know, obviously I'm a tech fan and him going out with three forty three left or whatever in the, in the game was a definite boost to our chances to try to get back in this thing. But I, that's a, that's a tough, that that's a call that usually would never go our way. And I'm surprised it did to get the Especially number against one. Duke. The, uh, yeah. Duke. And then who it went against the number one player at Duke, the number one player possibly in the country right now, who's going to go top in the draft and, for him to go out on his third or fourth offensive foul. Yeah, because Texas Tech was taking all the charges. Yeah, if if he was to – I just couldn't believe we got that call. I, I can't really disagree that it was wrong, but I can't believe we got it. Well, so there were several Twitter referees weighing in saying, actually – because everybody was like, it was a terrible call. It was like, actually, defenders don't – like. It's been this way for several years now, apparently. Defenders don't have to have their feet set. They have to be in a – they have to have an established position first. Okay. So, in that definition, Francis was in between Williamson and the goal. He got there. Which is a scary place to be. And Williamson, like, trucked him, basically. Um, no, his feet weren't set. That's not that's not a criteria for this rule. Was called for a, a, a charge, found out. Um, unfortunately, Tech couldn't couldn't take advantage of that and and close out the game. I think they were still in the lead or very close to giving up the lead at that point. But they had something like twenty four turnovers. They did, which they is had un- fifteen in the first half. Uncharacteristic for a Chris Beard team. But that's. Credit to Duke too, which yeah, that, so that that that's their defensive style is to force turnovers. You bet, and then get out and run on you. I, I saw the and I tried to find this tweet, and I'm kicking myself that I couldn't find it again. But there was a, a list, I think, of the top ten defensive teams by points per possession, and Tech and Duke were one and two, and that was after this game. And I can't remember who was one and who was two. I, I just I saw it in the middle of the night, I think, and thought, oh, that's interesting, and never that's neat. was unable to find it again. But I think it was both – I think they were .8. They were in the .8s. You know, it's less than one point per possession. And these teams going at it was a it, – it made for some ugly-looking basketball because, yeah, Tech had a lot of turnovers, but Duke had 19. Tech forced a lot. Tech of had only five more than Duke did, and it's not, you know, it, it's not as if Tech just completely lost their mind and didn't know what they were doing. Both of these teams are good. Both of yeah. these teams are really fast. They're mm-hmm. they're they're getting their arms out. They're cutting off passes. They're forcing people to dribble where they don't want to go, and then trapping them. And just I, I, that was something that 
<clears throat> I mean, I saw that a lot on Twitter just because everyone's tech fans. And so everyone's just exasperated at how many turnovers they have. And you're like, well, Duke's not doing so great either. I'm sure they don't average 19 a game. So it the, the defenses were just really, really tough. Mm-hmm. And they played really well. And I could not believe how well tech kept Duke under wraps from the three-point line. Yeah, because I, I think it took three them. three for 20. And they didn't hit their first three-pointer until it was like it was late when Duke was making their run to take the lead. It was late into the second half, maybe like last eight, five minutes of the game before they hit their first one. I think so. Um, because, yeah, I think they went like 0 for 15 to start the game from three. Yeah, um, they they couldn't get anything going. And, yeah. and, of course, Tech started with just that awful, what was it? They got down 8-0. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh. Then they rattled off five real quick. Or I think Culver himself may have rattled off five real quick. And then Duke got to 10, and yeah. I think Tech tied it at 10. So they had, like, two five-point runs real quick. You're like, oh, okay, we're not, we're not like, bowing out within the first couple of minutes of the game. Right, and they, they did a good job containing Williamson. They were, they were swarming him. Anytime he tried to dribble, they were all over it. Um, you know, his, his biggest buckets were in transition, which you know that's almost impossible to stop unless you take a very perfectly timed charge <laughs> <laughs> with 340 left in the game. Hat tip, Francis. Um, and I can't remember if it was before the game or after the game. Chris Beard said, playing Duke is going to help us win conference games and tournament games this season. And I don't disagree with him because I bet he's right. Yeah. You're not going to, you're probably not going to face another team like Duke until middle of March. You're going to come close with Kansas and you get to play him twice. Um, this experience, and that, especially in that kind of environment, because from all you know, all accounts, Madison Madison Square Garden was was rocking yes. Thursday night. Yeah, Raider Power chance over TV. Just, I knew there were. Um, I know one of my coworkers. He took his family there for Christmas. That was part of their Christmas gift was to go to the game, and they stuck around for a few days. And just judging by Twitter, I know B.J. Simmons was there and. A couple other kind of high-profile Twitter folks were there at MSG having a good time. And yep, I had, a, I had a classmate from Tech who was, to her credit, like a lifelong Duke basketball fan, was at that game wearing a Duke sweater, like a a pullover type sweater, not like a knit sweater. Sorry, that just, for some reason that just had a weird image in my head, and like a Texas Tech hat. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because she and her family live here, but they've been Duke fans for forever. And and I, I think they go to one game a year at Cameron Indoor. Um, so I, I, I saw that she was there. It was one of those family Christmas vacation mm-hmm. gifts. They all went together. Dan would have been there, but he had finals crop Thanks, up. school. I know. Stinking educations. Um, so, yeah, this is a, a game to learn from. I, the the experience is going to help. I don't know if it's going to help so much on Friday when the Texas Tech gets back on the court against UT Rio Grande Valley. I'll be in the house yeah. for this one. Oh, you will. Oh, excited! Can't wait. Can't yeah. wait. <laughs> Can't wait. Um. Then the 
next game will be a week from today when conference starts. Big 12. Big 12 starting. On the road in Morgantown. Ooh, that's not going to be as bad as it would have been last year. It's not looking that way, no. No, and that's what floored me when those rankings came out at the beginning of the season. I didn't care that they ranked Tech low. It's just kind of whatever, but I think the – the ranking of West Virginia is so high, kind of threw me. Were off. they three or four, something like that? I think they were three or four. Because I, I know Kansas State was two, and I still I just couldn't get over that. that y'all y'all do know that Javon Carter is no longer on the team, right? Are y'all are aware <laughs> of this? Finally, grad like forty year old man. Yeah, I mean the, the guy that you thought you would never be rid of, or not not rid of, but that you thought would never leave, actually had to leave. He's probably got three degrees and. You know, can speak a couple of languages now. Who's but that other really gone. old guy that they have? Oh, I don't know. He's, he's like Carter's a, the only guy I can remember. Uh, Kanate. Oh, he's yeah, he's still there. Yeah. So he'll he'll be there. Um, and then we mentioned Kansas State. We play them next Saturday, the fifth. But that'll be a home game. Yeah, that'll be your home Big Twelve opener. Again, doesn't look as daunting because. Heart of the team, Dean Wade, went down with a leg injury uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was said it was out indefinitely. When it first happened, they said it may have been a re-injury of a like a broken leg or something, oh, gosh. Like, like a like a stress fracture, like a high ankle sprain. One of those things where like he's going to be out like six to eight weeks, if that's what it is, because there wasn't any confirmation. Um, and that was like three or four weeks ago at this point. So it would it'd still be early if he made it back for this game. Mm. Um, so yeah, you just have the you, you have two non conference games left in your schedule. The one this Friday, and then you got Arkansas, kind of like oh, early your, spring. Your SEC challenge, right? And then you got your Big Twelve gauntlet. Yeah, it's not quite as daunting this year. It looks like it's. Well, the, it's a little a bit of, more evened out. There's, there's like, like a, a pack of like two to six could be really close tight games, right? Yes. There's going to be a big jump trying to get to Kansas, who's going to be at one. It's, it's going to be similar to uh, football, I would say. Sure. There's going to be yeah. a lot of teams that can beat each other and maybe some of the top ones just about any week, but then they're going to finish about nine and nine you know, or whatever in the, in conference play, but then you're still going to have your top dogs up there and hopefully, I mean, and rightfully so tech should be up there with Kansas, possibly Iowa state, uh, maybe rounding up the third, but yeah. So there was, there was something we saw that I, I saw a little earlier. Um, that's, that said that you're looking at odds for big 12 basketball title favorites. And it was like, Obviously, Kansas was really high up there. Um, I can't remember the percentages, but they had like the majority, like two-thirds majority, right? Yeah. And then Texas Tech had like... Oh, it was... No, I, I know what it was. Kansas had 50, 54%, Tech 35, Iowa State 15. That, that seems a little high for the, the second and third teams on that list. Yeah. But... People are starting to believe that Chris Beard and this Texas Tech team can reach up and get about just about anybody. Right. And especially Tech, if their defense is on, I mean, it's going to be tough to score points. Right. And, and Culver, I, I kind of want to go back on, on that a little bit, just kind of our scoring. 
work with me here. Uh, Culver it seems to be our only dependable our only scorer. scorer, and we've been talking about that since the season, probably even before the season started, as to who would kind of step up and, and take that mantle. Uh, Culver, as great a game he had, he's, he was 9 for 21. Uh, he shot you know over 40% from the field. Uh, four for nine on threes. That's incredible. He did have six turnovers, but you know, let's just kind of. I'm going to let that go. Uh, but but the guy finished with 35 minutes and Which 25 is a lot of minutes. 25 points. He had the most points out of anybody on the floor. Uh, you know, Williamson had 17, and Barrett had 16. But that is also troublesome because no one else. On the Red Raiders had was, more than seven. I, was like, I, I think the next person up had seven. So yeah. it was 25 and then seven. 25 and then Odiase and Mooney each had seven. And then Edwards and Owens each had six. And you're just you – had, you had no other answers offensively. So what I was kind of getting back to is now that conference plays started, uh, you know, Kavon Moore may be able to get in a little bit to start working in there and maybe become a little bit of a help in that department. You wouldn't expect a true freshman starting to play in Big 12 play after an injury to you know immediately come in and, and score 12 points a game or something crazy like that. But there's a chance. There's a chance he could be, he could be a dynamic guy that could, could take a little bit of pressure off Culver and, and maybe even open up some stuff for guys like Mooney and maybe see some passing lanes to get Owens the ball or, or something that just something someone else isn't seeing. And um, it'll be kind of an opposite of last year, you know, heaven forbid, where we started having injuries once Big 12 play started. In this case, we've, we've got a healthy team, you know, knock on wood right now, and we're going to have an addition of a guy who was injured and out before the season started. Right. So we're going to have a new guy coming in to hopefully help out. And I don't want to put too much pressure on that, and I don't want to overthink it, but just seeing how much uh, how much of a bind Tech would have been in in that game if Culver wasn't on the team, I just think there's got to be somebody else who can who can help out a little bit. I think Corpru's got a good chance of it, but well, so it's there, there's just – there's just so many factors at play there. That I, but it just seems like so many times you see Culver's – he's either the only guy in double digits or he just – he was the only guy who uh, was really able to get anything going offensively. Well, yeah, the other guy that I, I thought of when you were talking about that was Kyler Edwards. Um, he played yeah. a lot of minutes in the Duke game. He and did. as a true freshman, looked pretty good. And I'm not saying that he's going to be like – the guy to just to, to step up. He's right? really done well. But he's 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 coming on to himself. He's coming into himself. Coming on. He's developing. He's developing. <laughs> he's, he's making his presence felt. He's, he's progressing. <laughs> um. So that's uh, somebody else to keep an eye on, especially if you're if you're not going to get a Kayvon Moore back this year or not back, but if he's not gonna be able to participate this year. Yeah. Yeah. Then um, that's, that's a complete, because I mean, as, as, point. as quickly as it's happened, you were almost at the halfway point in the season. Um, you don't have to get very far into conference play to be halfway. You've played 11 games and there are 18 conference games. 
Yeah. You've got two non-conference games. So, I mean, you're almost ha- – you're going to play 30 – what's that, 32 games? Sure. 31. <laughs> it's 31. I didn't know there would be math. Be 31 games this year. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're you're a third of the way in. Um. So, yeah, he may not play this year. Um the development of, of Kyler Edwards is going to play a big part in that. Deshaun Corpru making that step up from the, the Juco ranks. Um, I've been really impressed with Corpru. What yeah, I've he's, seen, he, he just seems so poised and I, I just, and that uh, not to be surprised. I shouldn't be surprised by that because he was on a national championship team at, just down the road over in Leveland. So he's, just because he's new to me doesn't mean he's new to college basketball. Right. <laughs> but every time I see him out there, I'm like, oh, man, I can't believe how how this guy just seems like he's got everything under control and he's his, um, he's able to control his body a lot better than some of these younger guys. But I, I think he's going he's gonna to have to step up a little bit as, as well. And, and he has been. He's, he's been trying to make the most out of his opportunities, and he's been playing more, uh, I think, Beard's been playing him quite a bit more lately mm-hmm. than the beginning of the season, and maybe that'll keep transitioning. Keep trending we'll upwards. Yep. So I, I want to talk about the Big 12 Conference standings real quick before we move on from basketball. Currently tied at the top of the conference, Oklahoma and TCU at 11-1. and one. Sec, or I guess in third place, tie would be Kansas and Texas Tech, both at 10-1. and one. Iowa State is at in in fifth place at ten and two, then Kansas State at nine and two. So the top six six teams are within two games of each other. We'll see how that all pans out next month. And then the bottom four: Baylor, Texas, West Virginia, Oklahoma State. They may be riding the struggle bus this year. Well, and we'll see Kansas. Looked a little human against Arizona State the other night. I got to watch a little bit of that. That Arizona State team wasn't they wasn't they weren't doing anything is, incredible. Is that the game that went to overtime? Or was that like Stanford? Mm-mm, they didn't go to overtime. Arizona State just they just hung around all game. They never let Kansas get to a really unsurmountable lead, and then I think they took the lead with two minutes left for the first time. And ended up winning the game. It was, it just kept driving on them. Uh, Kansas. One thing I know about Kansas is they're so fast. You talk about Duke jumping into passing lanes. Kansas is just as good. Or they're so long. Too. Yeah, and there's it's, usually it was two of them. Like there were two of them jumping into the passing lane, and they'd pass to each other. You know, <laughs> then it was a two on one or a two on nobody fast break because it was just all over before you even knew it started. That was something that that caught my eye for sure. But the fact that they lost a game that's always always good to see and you know you know Arizona State's no slouch I think they were ranked number 17 at the time and they were eight and two or something like that so it's not like they're a team that just came out of nowhere and beat them but uh they looked kind of like a similar team to Texas Tech honestly so I could see it I could see Tech going toe-to-toe with Kansas for sure it's gonna be an interesting season because you you did you did lose a lot, but you're starting to see like, okay, now we, we we see where the holes are on the 
on the roster for this year. You're seeing where guys have the opportunity to step up, like we mentioned, Corpru, um, and Edwards. Edwards, thank you. I, I even brought him up and can remember. No, it was a great point. Um, and then you've got just you know, just an opportunity to, to prove yourself, right? You play every every team twice. Um, it all starts a week from tonight. All the students will be back. The spirit, uh, well, the spirit arena. The USA is going to be rocking. Everybody's going to be ready for the the game on next Saturday against Kansas State. Oh, just just the Big Twelve conference games in general. Oh yeah, just the conference games in general are going to be a lot more rowdy. Rowdy, including including our football coach. Did you see that in the? Well, this is as good a segue as any. I guess we can switch over to football now. On the, the signing day, like, mic'd up video? Yeah. Like, which was, it was interesting to, to see that, that process work. That was interesting. And But right in the middle of that video, Matt Wells is talking to somebody just kind of, hey, so do my basketball tickets start this season or next season? I was like, why would they start next season? Like, you go whenever you want, man. <laughs> well, just and, walk in the And the, the woman he was talking to box. said, it's like, well, yeah, we can get them to you this season. And he... He he went yes. So that's <laughs> it's like a like fist pump. It's like all right, yeah. Got to yeah. go support Coach Beard. Um, so he'll he'll I be forget there. her name, but she she works in, in in the. I couldn't see her face. They did admin offices. She's like the glue that holds everybody together. In that that's building. what I figured. If if that was the person to ask on when I can get my football tickets, it's definitely someone who would know and be able to make that happen. Um, so yeah, I, I also from last week was the signing day, early signing period commenced Texas tech signed. And I should have thought about this before I phrase it that way. A handful of players it was 11, I believe from their, their recruiting class. Yes. 11. Sorry. I had to, had to count them up real quick. Um, you still have a couple guys committed that didn't sign that are going to be waiting. A couple guys that have decommitted that didn't sign that you feel pretty good about, um, or at least have the chance to get them back. But your recruiting class uh, signed last week's last week includes wide receivers Cameron, Cameron Cantrell and Trey Cleveland, tight ends Simon Gonzalez and the Duco tight end Travis Kuntz. AKA Iceman. Mm-hmm. Excited about that one. Quarterback Maverick McIver. I gotta be real specific about that since you called somebody else out about it. Um defensive end Gilbert Abiname. Hope I'm saying that right. Defensive back Alex Hogan. <coughs> Linebackers, Tyreek Matthews and Bryce Robinson, and then offensive linemen. Landon Peterson and Trevor Roberson. So, of course, R- Roberson was is the the, the man giant, six eleven guy. Um, I was going to ask. Can't you. Can't wait to see him catching passes. I was going to ask you if you'd watch. So any, excited. <laughs> if you'd watch any bowl games, stop trying to derail me here. <laughs> Um, yet, but the, there was a lineman that plays for Minnesota. They were playing tonight who was six, nine, 400 pounds. Oh man. And it was like, so he played right tackle, but when they were showing it, it was funny. The angle they were looking at was Minnesota was driving left to right across the screen. So the right tackle was on the far side of the line. 
there were four offensive linemen, very similar size. And then like, it's like a bad Photoshop where like the perspective was off on the right tackle. Cause it was just proportionally looked like he was like, there wasn't anything wonky about it, but like a size and a half bigger than everybody else. Yeah. Like, just a 1.25 scale. Right. <laughs> human. Yeah. Uh, Roberson, Roberson, sorry, <clears throat> is uh, he's only three hundred and sixty pounds right now, six eleven, but just three sixty, just three sixty. Um, some evaluators, um, rightfully so, as have pegged him as a as a little bit more of a project, despite his size. He's he's coming up from was it eight man football or six man. I don't think it's six man. I think Wellington moved up. It, it's either eight or it could be eleven. I, I, I want to. I'll try to dig that up while you're. So it's a, it's a smaller division school. Uh, whether it's eight or eleven, um, physically outmatches everybody he's lining up against. So there's not a lot of. It's not a lot of technique or finesse in his game. It's just being in the way, which I, I guess at that size could still probably work some at the college level. But you got to think like if you're six eleven and you're playing tackle going against like a, a guy that maybe, you know, about a foot shorter than you are, mm-hmm. the leverage angles aren't going to be all that great on you. Right. You'd think, especially in, in pass blocking, like you're reaching down to block somebody it's going to be interesting to see how he's used and how he, how he develops. Um, the Wellington Rockets, Ooh. which I've always thought is great. My wife's uh, alma mater were the the Rockets. I think they, as they progressed, I, I, I kind of think they were the, the missiles or something like that in middle school. And then they were the Rockets in high school. <laughs> there was a progression there. I don't know what they were in, in kindergarten, if they were like, surface to air or <laughs> and then they were ballistic missiles in middle school. I, I'm not sure. So uh, when, 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 I, when I grew up, we had, we had enough schools that we didn't have those weird like progression of, of uh, <laughs> mascots. But go on. Where you No. Saying? Well, I, I was trying to find the, um, <clears throat> the school district and, and I, man, I just can't, I don't know. I don't know what district they're in. Okay, so uh, that's a. Uh, I don't know if they're eight man or eleven, but I'm Good pretty talk. sure it's not six. Good talk. Yeah, that's a great. Gl- glad you came back to me on that one. Um, so yeah, you still have plenty of room in your signing class to to work out the these last ooh just about five weeks or six weeks now. Um, obviously, you still have some guys targeted that you want to 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 go after. You're still looking probably for some offensive linemen. Uh, you need a defensive lineman. You had a defensive tackle that decommitted after signing day. Um, you did get a a wide receiver transfer announced from Nevada. He's originally from this area. Um, oh, and I'm blanking on his name. What's his first name? Well, it's Mannix. Is it's McCart? It's uh, McLean. McLean Mannix. McLean Mannix. Another another solid ten for ten name. Yeah, he was a freshman All American. Nevada, 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 Nevada. 
Um, Nevada. <laughs> Nevada. Ne- ne- Sorry, Nevada. That's too far. Okay. Um, he will likely have to sit out this season, but from all of his production uh, with Nevada, yeah, the Wolfpack. Wolfpack. We'll just call him the Wolfpack. Um, points to a very solid inside receiver guy may be able to slide outside, depending on the system. I don't know exactly how David Yost, the hair raider, hair raid, utilizes inside receivers uh, as much just yet. I, I did watch some of the Utah State North Texas game. That Throttling. was It was entertaining. Um, I did mention I watched part of the Minnesota game today. They were playing Georgia Tech in uh, Paul Johnson's last game. Georgia Tech looked uninterested to be there, actually. It was kind of interesting. Um, Well, at least they weren't Boston College or Boise State. Their game got canceled. Canceled. Which kind of sucks. Seven minutes into the game, canceled. With all the the weather. Was it seven? No. No, it was ten minutes. It was early enough. They actually came out and said it was no contest. Like, it's not even going, not even being recorded. There were five minutes, eight seconds left in in the the game. In the time it took me. In the quarter, you mean? In the quarter, sorry, in the first quarter. In the time it took me to. I drove, to, I drove to my house for lunch, and the radio guys were saying, Brian Haney's actually calling this game. I did hear that, because I, I went to go pick up Samantha for lunch next time. Yeah. I didn't work. I stayed home with the, with the, the youngin to play with his new toy since we didn't have time to do it yesterday. So I, I took a day off. I was like, perfect. hey, Samantha, look, this is, this is Brian Haney. We had him on the podcast. He's like, she's like cool. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> Got to listen to him for 20 minutes. So, so I came in and ate. The game hadn't started yet. Excuse me, I'm Get still, together, I'm still getting over my, my illness. And I it's about twelve fifteen and then I get back in the truck at about twelve forty five and I listen to the game. Before I get to work at before one, they'd already called it thirty minutes for the lightning delay. So in about the actual running time of the game was maybe twenty five minutes. Maybe twenty. That's gonna be like I'm not sure. Depending on when they actually kicked off. If they kicked off at 12.35 or something, then it ran for 20 minutes. And then that's that. Because there I, was a lightning delay. At, at, did they come back to the game? I don't know. Cause or did I, they just go straight to I just went, you know, I went back into work, and I wasn't that worried about the, whatever this bowl game called, this serve, this first responders bowl. Yes, or there something. it was. It was the first responders bowl. <clears throat> I wasn't that worried about it, and I didn't see till after I got off work that it was canceled. Once I logged back on Twitter and I saw that it was canceled because I, I just I just knew the lightning delay and they were going to give it thirty minutes and good old like the like you always do thirty minutes and then if it strikes again then the clock starts over but I don't know what all happened before that took place. So sorry, a couple of funny things from Twitter. I want to yeah. point out, yeah, regards to this game, UCF has declared itself the winner of the first. Responders Bowl. Oh, okay. Which makes Shots sense. fired. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but the guy that was, sorry, the individual running the first Responders Bowl Twitter account. It's great. Um, sorry, just really quickly. I, I, have to, I have to scroll back just a little bit. Okay. 
seven hours ago as of right now, his tweet, their tweet says, the amount of people who think I control the weather is impressive. I can't even control the remote at the house as long as Hallmark Christmas movies are on. <laughs> so, which you, you can obviously see. I'm sure that he was getting a lot of mentions. Mass of. Or she or whoever's running that account. They were getting a lot of mentions. So I would assume it's a man because he said he can't control. Oh. Can't, I can't control the remote if Hallmark movies are on. That's yeah. That's, that sounds very masculine. Like probably I safe assumption. I just thought that was really funny. It was really like it's timely, clever, and um, not salty, but like he's not what like can you he's, do? he's not taking like there's there's some human behind that. Yeah, not just like the game has been canceled. Which obviously there are our tweets in there about the weather delay. Like the game has been canceled. Uh, a fishman ruled a no contest. Um, all this kind of stuff. It just it was really good. I wanted well, to share that with you. Did you want to go ahead and? I mean, I, I feel like we kind of touched on the early commits as as much as we could at this point. You want to just kind of dive into the. Uh, any bowl games that you're interested in watching or any that you have watched or so I haven't you said you were watching the Georgia tech one a little bit today. And I haven't really watched a game start to finish any, any bowl games. The the one I watched the most was the New Mexico bowl with mm-hmm. Utah state and well, I probably watched North half. Texas. Right. And even then I didn't truly watch a, a bunch of that. I, the, the ones that have come on so far, I have not been that interested in. I've, now, if we weren't recording this right now, I'd probably have the TCU Cal game on, but I'm I'm mainly see, just because to have something on, right? And when when they were going through the introduction for this game, um, they were running through the the, T, the TCU quarterback situation. Oh yeah, and they're like on QB five. I was like, I don't want to watch that game. Right? No, no, because they started Grayson Mulestein, but there's no Sean Robinson. Was that the guy that I was talking about? Like like I, I went for ten minutes on. It's possible trying to preview TCU one week, and I was previewing like their third string guy. <laughs> it's possible <laughs> had a lot of stats. <laughs> I um, was loaded for the wrong guy. I can't even remember all the other guys, but like the their high school recruit that blew out his knee in a really graphic video. Oh jeez, um, he wasn't available. Uh, Sean Robinson is out. I've already mentioned. Yeah, he him. transferred, right? I think so. There's somebody else. Oh, it was uh Michael Collins, the transfer from Penn. Hmm. He's not. He's not. So like, yeah, they are legit oh, yeah, on like number to, five. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not interested. Their offense was already terrible to begin Although with. Although it is season. the it is the Cheez It Bowl though, Spencer. That speaks to me on a level. I, I like, do like Cheez Its, but like not Cheez-Its. not enough to look at their sponsored bowl game. Oh, okay. Um, I really don't have a lot on here. The second quarter. Ha- oh, sorry. The second half started. They're 12 minutes. They have 12 minutes left in the third quarter. It is seven to zero. A lot of, a lot of offense. That's, that's, that's like Gary Patterson that's, firepower. It really sucks. Um, I want to see games for tomorrow and I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing. Well, there, I mean, I've got the whole list of all of them. None of them look that great to me. Uh, there's, there's just a handful aside from the big, you know, the playoff ones, of course, but, uh, Friday evening, Syracuse versus West Virginia in the Camping World Bowl. I don't know. There's a lot of there's the names be, and sponsor of these things just always crack me up. Yeah, I mean that one might be worth watching because you can you might get a glimpse as to what West Virginia is going to look like next year because 
Will Greer is not going to be playing in the bowl game. Yeah, that's going to give you a little bit of a glimpse. But the Alamo Bowl is going to be pretty great. Iowa State versus Washington State. Is it, though? Friday night. Is it? It could be. Or is it going to be one of those Mike Leach letdown games where Iowa State just kind of like <laughs> – well, he's already had one. He usually just has one letdown game a year. No, no, I take that back. Sometimes he'll have more than one. Yeah, he 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 could. He could have two. Campbell could could just completely well, here, shut it down. He I already know. knows how to defend a, a Mike Leach offense. Yeah, he does very well. He's got the athletes to do it now, too. The athletes. The athletes. <laughs> so, if we're looking at the upcoming schedule, tomorrow is t- – <laughs> My goodness. I'm sorry. We have to like shut you off. Dude, I'm telling you, I was sick. I was sick last week. Tomorrow starts off Temple versus Duke. So this may be interesting. Miami, Wisconsin, at least in terms of names of the school's playing. I've heard of them. And Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Baylor, Vanderbilt tomorrow night. No. No. Friday, Purdue, Auburn. That could be interesting. West Virginia, Syracuse, like you said, Alamo Bowl. Uh, Iowa State, Washington State. I'm definitely interested in that one. Saturday, though, is where it really picks up. Florida, Michigan, in the Peach Bowl. That could be really good. South Carolina, Virginia, in the Belk Bowl. Arkansas State, Nevada. Don't really care. And then we get into the playoff games. Yeah. We've got both of the semifinals on Saturday. First up is Clemson, Notre Dame. Clemson, Notre Dame. Who are you taking? Clemson. Same. Pretty sure. And then Capital One Orange Bowl, Oklahoma, Alabama. Who you got? I'm taking Alabama, but Oklahoma's really good on offense. Well, so is Alabama. I know. I don't know what this like, – what's, what's I, this game going to be? Is it going to – is Alabama going to win like – 62 to 50 or something insane? Is It It just... depends if, if Kyler Murray recovers from the flu, apparently. Oh, no. He's been missing some practice. I, I think he practiced today. He participated in practice is what they said. Did Riley start this rumor? I don't know. I would. I, he's, he's savvy. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> it's like Mike Leach dropping a fake play set. Yes. <laughs> before the Texas game. And yeah, like, I'm hoping r- someone finds against. it. Yeah. Okay. Find the um, script. But yeah, like as as good as you say the Oklahoma offense is, statistically Alabama was one better. They were always like Oklahoma was two, right? Yeah, basically everything. I'm and a lot Alabama more excited about this game than I thought I would be. And then Alabama's defense is, oh gosh, magnitudes better than Oklahoma's. Yeah, Oklahoma's defense is just it's butter, pretty pretty atrocious. And you've got a Heisman candidate that's going to carve it up. But I I don't know. This could be. A really high-scoring game. I hope it is. I, I hope because these offenses are as good as Alabama's defense is. I, I think Oklahoma can score on them. But no, I think Alabama will win. Yeah. So I haven't watched a minute of either Clemson or Notre Dame this year. Me neither. I, well, maybe a slight bit of Notre Dame at early on in the year, and it was a hate watch <laughs> because I think they were already ranked three in the country, and it was week three, and they were playing someone like Purdue or somebody, and. I was wanting them to win, and and it was kind of close in the second quarter, of as most games are. And then, of course, Notre Dame blew them out. But I, that was the only time I really watched them. And I – shocker here. I'm not sure 
between the other three teams not named Alabama, like who has a better shot at winning? Like who who has the best shot between Oklahoma, Clemson, or Notre Dame to beat Alabama? I'm thinking Clemson. You would think, but they've already played like three times. I, I know that's what I'm saying. I, I'm thinking that, but like you remember the the outrage between the the LSU Alabama like rematch national championship? Yes. And I I get there hasn't been a whole lot of that like that kind of uproar like discussed between the possibility of Alabama and Clemson because of the playoff in place, but like if they play again, probably not going to watch. No, they've been really great games. They've been really great games to watch. I'm with you though. It's it's I'm a little bit jaded to that. Definitely jaded to Alabama winning. Just in general, I'm 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 sick of it as anybody else is, and I'm really glad LeBron went to the Lakers because I I, I quit watching the finals. You know, Golden State, Cleveland, Golden State, Cleveland. Golden, that's enough. I've, but I've seen enough. Did you see any of the Golden State Lakers game yesterday? Christmas? No, and I I'm, not yesterday. Yes, it was. Yesterday. No, it was. It was yesterday. No, I wanted to. That was one of the games I really wanted to watch, and I think it was Boston's. And Philadelphia, you know, we we just have a little two year old and didn't get around to it. And I had a I had a Lego set I had to put together. I be, I, be, I spent hours playing Legos today. Oh, it's great! And I don't know why I'm surprised this was for by me. this. I, this was well, this, yeah, it, but this was a this was an luckily, adult Lego set. <laughs> he, he likes he enjoys playing Legos too. So like we we were building stuff. He's gotten away from like looking at a picture. Like I have to recreate this. Oh, he's he's creating his own thing there was, now. There was some time that we played a couple of weeks ago where I was like, "Okay, that was cool. That was fun. Let's let's build something else." Like from then, he's been like, "Dad, look what I made!" I'm like, that's really cool, man. Way to go! So like, he's not been like building pictures, and he doesn't need a lot of like my participation. Yeah. To like, you okay, you need to put this out. piece here. You know, that kind of thing. Um. Back to Christmas for like, like a, a half minute here. He got a lot of like electronic toys. Definitely dropped like thirty dollars at, at the store today on batteries. Batteries. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Spence's like, "How did you spend so much on batteries?" He's like, "Have you bought batteries lately?" I was like, we, "We haven't bought batteries before in a long time." I had to get the big boxes of batteries just to fill everything once. Like we went through, I think two thirds. I can't remember how many batteries. I think it's twenty four, and like and like the AAA packs. I'm pretty sure we used at least 12, if not 16 of those, just yeah. loading things up for the first time. Yeah, and then you've got to have backups. You've got to be prepared and for when they go that, out. That, I, I know that box will not will not last a replacement round. The yeah. double A's, we didn't, we didn't hardly use those as much. I, I probably could have got away with the box a little smaller. That was dumb. Okay, <laughs> back to the bowl season. Um, so after the... Semifinals, get back on Monday. Cincinnati, Virginia Tech, meh, nah, don't care. Nope. Stanford, Pittsburgh, no. That may be like a, a non-conference game in September. I would check out. <laughs> not not this not this week. Um, Michigan State, Oregon. That could be an interesting game to watch. Because I I was a bandwagon Oregon fan when I was at school in Texas Tech when I was a student. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a team I picked up. So it, it was just because like, I, I, I want a second team to root for. I like, I like 
had this discussion. <laughs> like <laughs> you told yourself, this like, is going to be it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to really, really good right now. Who's in the national championship this year? Maybe well, I'll pick them. It wasn't. Be- <laughs> it was. Bef- it was the beginning of that season. But okay. yes, it was the season okay. that uh, they played Auburn. All right. I'm, I also like Auburn, but not because of that. I, they were growing up. I liked the combination of blue and orange. I liked the Broncos and I liked Auburn, and they were good at the, about the same time. I was like, oh, I really like these teams. So I've always had this like rooting interest in Auburn for a while. Oh, okay. Okay. But I. I I picked up Oregon. So that may be why I'm interested in that game. Missouri, Oklahoma State. A, former uh, Big 12. Former Big 12 matchup. Yeah. Um, Northwestern, Utah. Nope. NC State, Texas A&M. Like, that has the feeling of the SEC got to pick their bowl matchups, which <coughs> which they did. And yeah. They were like, and they just, I hate how they do that. But, again, that makes me as a, a fan not of either one of those teams, not want to watch that game because like it was it's manufactured, right? This was like we're picking the best matchup for Texas A and M for them to win. I don't want to SEC. Watch that game. SEC. Mississippi State, Iowa on Tuesday. No. No. LSU UCF could have been interesting if McKenzie Milton hadn't blown out his knee. I know. That's gonna taint that one. I still that one's still one of the few that's interesting to me though. Yeah, it's the Just Fiesta Bowl. UCF is still undefeated, so they're two and a half seasons straight yeah. winning streak is on the line. Just to see if how how well these athletes can hang with the much larger. Oh my God, humans! <laughs> the that, guys that completely destroyed Texas Tech with Pat Mahomes a few years ago. Um, Kentucky, Penn State, and they weren't even that good that year. No, what that they did have. Um, Leonard Fournette. Oh yeah, they had Fournette. Yeah, not like stupid, ridiculous. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's not like they were. Well, of course, we wouldn't be playing a ten-win team in a bowl game when we went when we won six or seven, anyway. But you so, know what I meant. <clears throat> yeah, all these uh, New Year's Day bowl games are like so. The Kentucky, Penn State. I don't really care. Texas, Georgia, maybe. I hadn't gotten there yet, man. Sorry. Spoiler alert: Texas plays Georgia. Yeah. So Georgia and the Sugar Bowl. That one could be interesting. Because I want to see Georgia just dismantle Texas, and I think it's well going to happen. It. Yeah, I think they're mad because I, I think Georgia Texas, is number five, and they had a, they had a, a, a gripe of not being number four because they got they got leapfrogged by Oklahoma at the yeah. last, after the conference championship game for beating Texas. Yeah, so I, I think Texas they're not going to have as much of a chip on their shoulder because hey, they made it to the conference championship game. That's you know, <clears throat> the the goal would have been to win it, but they didn't. But they they made it there, so that's kind of a successful season already for a Texas team that's been down for several years. And but of the New Year's Day games, this has the largest line. Does it really? Well, so the LSU UCF one, there isn't a line shown. I, I think it's because of the Milton injury. Yeah, they may just. So Mississippi State, Iowa, Mississippi State is minus seven. Kentucky, Penn State. Penn State is minus six and a half. Washington, Ohio State, which I think could be a really interesting game. Ohio State's minus six and a half. Georgia, minus 13. I think I'd pick them to cover. I think I would too. I, I, I just think there's, there's as, as much talent as Texas has on their sideline. They've never, they haven't been able to put it together in like a decade. I don't, th- like, 
the bull pecking order like set set this up and it's really gonna like it's gonna hammer Texas. And I, I think it will. I'm excited for it. I know that that one <laughs> I can't wait. That one uh has a lot of my interest, that's for sure. And the other game we just kind of barely mentioned Washington, Ohio State, I think could be really interesting. It's the uh Rose Bowl. Washington's been like be, partly because of me, I don't pay a lot of attention to the Pac twelve been like sneaky good the past few years yeah they've been like top 10 they're number nine currently going against ohio state and urban meyer on his way out to go teach an ethics class at the university which i think is hilarious that's just uh tone deaf yeah that's like oh i don't want to go in there golden parachute of sorts and then we are um we're done with the bowl season till we get the championship game the following monday what do you think about them playing it on a Monday? I'm okay with I mean, it. I guess there's really no option because NFL's kind of taken over everything else now that the and playoffs NFL. the playoffs will have started, so they will have games on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, I was about to say, at this point, the NFL has already started taking over Saturday. Right, yeah, they, they you're right. They did start having Saturday games, well, just this past weekend. I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't mind if they played – the Saturday before, so what's that? The fifth? Yeah, I guess it's just a it, short. If they played that one. Well, it, it, it's a full week from the the semifinals. Yeah, that's true. But that may just well. I feel like they change that up depending on when New Year's Day falls. Sometimes. That's Maybe true not, because last year it, it was. Well, I, don't know. I swear, there's been almost ten days sometimes between mm-hmm. between the semifinal and the and the championship game. Maybe not though. Monday just kind of, you know, there's Monday night football and everything. It's not, it's not the the craziest thing, but it, I it don't is. even know who's playing on Monday night for the NFL. Oh gosh, me neither. But I mean, the NFL that was the scheduling only, has been way better this season than it has been in previous years. My my score app, which I only keep up with, to be fair, I only keep up with it's a NC- wild card weekend NCAA basketball, NFL. NBA and of course NCAA football. Those are the four sports I keep up with. And on on Monday, the only game period out of all those leagues was Monday Night Football. There was nothing else on Christmas Eve. There were no sports on Christmas Eve. And then NBA explodes on Christmas Day, which I think is cool. I, I remember the year that they had their lockout, and I think the season basically started on Christmas Day. I think I remember that too. That year, yeah. and I, th- I kind of thought, well, that's. I wish I almost wish they could work that out because you're playing less games and this is a weird spot. The, the season's season already like, pretty long anyway, and yeah. then then they kind of claimed Christmas Day as their own anyway. So you think, man, what if you just turned that into opening day? I'm sure that would just be a nightmare to figure out all these schedules after you've been playing 82 games for decades. But I'm sure some someone smart could figure it out. Someone not yeah. named the same name as me <laughs> so that weekend the the nfl schedule is the wild card weekend yeah so you so you'll they, have games saturday for sure they've and got sunday. two games saturday two games sunday yeah. and nobody on monday so there's no monday night football that week right so um, i guess it kind of makes sense so this is the only thing on or only football on excuse me could really couldn't care less of what's playing monday night january 7th the nba get to watch my get to but watch I'm gonna my look cowboys it up. i'm gonna look it up 
Spurs, Pistons. Yeah. Nets, Celtics, Nuggets, Nuggets, Rockets, Jazz, Bucks, Grizzly, Pelicans, Lakers, Mavs, Knicks, Trailblazers, Magic, Kings. Lakers, Mavs could be pretty interesting. I need to watch a Mavs Luka. game. Yeah, I, I, I need, I need to watch one and, and watch this kid play. I've only seen highlights and stuff, but he's he's, he's something else. He's man. pretty good. Yeah, he's not bad. Um, last thing we we didn't touch on this, uh, but there was a specialist, a kicker slash punter that committed, didn't sign to Texas Tech. I think, um, Austin McNamara from Gilbert, Arizona. Number one, no, sorry, number two punter um, in the country. Very similar stat line to Panazolo had like the 40. Mm-hmm. So his was 40, about 43 yards a punt. I think Panazolo was at 45 and 46, but they both only allowed like a very small handful of returns. McNamara has only had five punts returned like all year, all year. And I think Panazolo was in that five, six range as well. So, there's a little bit of football, sorry, Texas Tech football news. Um, and I'm, I'm checking the Twitter, and I'm a little disappointed that Guys, everybody had, is still on holiday mode. We had no questions. I, I figured everyone would be just jumping back on their keyboards on the 26th for some 23 personnel podcast questions. But we had none. Zero. I, I I should have even thought of one for you, but I didn't. So there there are two tweets that I want to bring your attention to. One is from Hunter Cook. Oh, okay. Um, going back to the Cal TCU game, TCU quarterback Grayson Muelstein has the same number of one interceptions thrown and two completed passes. That's <laughs> oh. not a winning combination there. The yeah. other thing I want to tell you, and this is so sorry, I it it's my tweet. But it's a situation that came from the Minnesota-Georgia Tech bowl game I wanted to talk about because our good, good friends, the Big 12 refs, were in charge of this game. Yeah, I wanted you to t- to go into some more detail about this. Oh, you just want to like just hear me rant for a minute. Go for it. All right, so here's the situation. Minnesota is the... This is tonight, right? This yeah, is it, the bowl it happened game. tonight. I was writing this Twitter update thread it took me three tweets to get this out (laughs) Um, well because there were three stages yeah so the play is minnesota throws this long pass down the sideline the right sideline the receiver catches the ball uh about the three yard line like he was wide there wasn't any defender around there they had blown coverage and he walks into the end zone for what everybody thinks is a touchdown and was like, oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. His foot was kind of close to the sideline. He may have stepped out. They're, they're actually ruling him out of bounds. They're so like, okay, so then he's out, of, he's out of the three, which is what they rule. The sideline, side judge there on that side of the field rules that he's out of the three. They go back and look at the replay, and it's very similar to the catch uh, where Crabtree made against Texas on the sideline where his had his heel gone down and touched. Oh, his heel was still up. It would have been out of bounds, but his his heel was up. Okay. So it was his toes were in bounds. Um, if he had put his heel down, he would have been out of bounds. That was the sorry. It's gonna take it's gonna take me to say just the right way to to actually have you understand what I'm saying. 
that foot was his first foot in the catch process, right? You just gotcha. need, yeah, because you've got to you get the two. one. Well, no, you, no. You, in college, you can just have one. In, in college, balance. you need the one. Yeah, sorry. There weren't any steps beforehand where he had the ball, and there weren't any steps after that where he was either close or out of bounds. So it was almost simultaneous. He sure. Just, he yeah. Just, yeah. He, he caught the ball and his toes were down and his heel was up. And it's not like, um, uh, what's his name from Texas? The roommate to Colt McCoy Shipley. It wasn't one of those things where like his toes were in bounds and then his heel come down. Like his heel came down. His heel never came down. Mm-hmm. He stayed on his toes and then pushed off from there and it never went flat. Um, they go back, they review it and they look at the replay so his foot never comes down. So him being ruled out of bounds is incorrect. Like, well, his heel didn't go down. So the correct call, like you either like, sorry, the outcomes of the review would either be an incomplete pass because the foot they're looking at is the one step where he had the ball, right? There was yeah. no, there was no catch and then step out of bounds. It was, if this foot was ruled out of bounds, it would have been an incomplete call. Okay. If he was ruled inbounds then it should have been a touchdown but what did the big 12 refs do call on the field stands complete catch out of bounds of the three so they were wrong on like three counts they like of the two possible outcomes they got it wrong even after going to replay (laughs) and the broadcast booth were just blasting i was like yes it's not it wasn't love it it wasn't your guy was it no, no, these he's weren't these weren't my um, defeat. No, it wasn't defeat's crew. It was uh, I don't I don't know his the only name. ones I know the names uh, defeat and then the guy that likes to over explain everything. Yeah, that's Reggie. Reggie. It, it wasn't Reggie's crew. Yeah, uh, they kind of <clears throat> the over explaining is kind of it's kind of helpful sometimes, but also a lot of the times it's just it's just him hearing himself talk. Yeah, you, we don't need twenty five seconds for you to say that someone took a timeout. So I, and I, what kind of timeout it was, and how long the timeout's going to be, and then yeah. that the game is actually stopped because this is a timeout, and then explaining what a timeout means and why you're in trouble, and and then grab when, your sister's hair when the clock will restart, and then when, yeah, yeah, then how the earth began. <laughs> yes, this, it, it wasn't his crew. <laughs> okay, the broadcast crew, I think, were either told this or they were just trying to be like they were trying to get off of the well the refs reviewed this and still got it wrong. I think they said that there was an inadvertent whistle that when they called him out of bounds, the defensive pursuit stopped. And so like they couldn't allow the play to progress past that. I was like, there wasn't anybody there. No, like nobody's like the guys that stopped weren't going to get him anyways. Cause he's at the three. There wasn't anybody close enough to touch him to push him out or tackle him or anything. I was like, there's no inadvertent whistle here because there's nobody there to stop him. But it was like the closest thing, like I can see where that would be a thing. Like, like that's the way we can, they can get out of it. Yeah. The replay I think had one angle and it was like opposite end zone, top of the state. Like it was, it was a really bad angle to see it, to see if his foot went down. I get, there's probably not a definitive angle. Oh, his foot was never down, but like seriously, of the two possible outcomes of the review, it was a third outcome no, we'll that pick nobody was one. expecting. Yeah. Because it was like, well, they're reviewing this. So it was like his, his foot's either 
out of bounds, which means it's an incomplete catch, or his foot's up and it's a touchdown. They they just think outside they, the box. They did. They they really came very creative. It came up with a creative way to to rule that play. And then Minnesota, of course, it didn't matter. They they ran it in for a touchdown the next play, so it didn't matter. But I thought it was it interesting though that yeah, it, it could have that the Big Twelve refs even having the opportunity to review a play still somehow found a way to mess it up. I was like, you know what? The world is getting to, to, to see <laughs> what the Big 12 refs are like. <laughs> You're welcome. Because no, no other game was on. Yeah. Or So anybody watching the Minnesota-Georgia Tech game in the fourth quarter would have seen it. Granted, not much. Okay. Michael, what did we learn this week? I didn't learn much this week aside from you've got to you've got to continue to grow every week. Got to get no no here's smarter. I learned that um, there's apparently like a seven day cold going around, and you invited me over to your house. No, great, thanks. You asked to come over. You could have said no. <laughs> I could have. You could have like it's it's probably best for you not to be over here. No no no. We'll just well, do it remote. We haven't we haven't uh you know I I haven't shake shook your shaken shaken shooken your hand. You did fix my glass. I did, but I only coughed in it three times. Okay. We all know that the fourth cough is the one that really has this <laughs> stuff in it. But yeah, I, I learned that the uh, the seven day cold virus that's going around with the cough is, is it's pretty good. It's a pretty good one. Try to avoid that if you if you can, at all possible. Um. So I've already mentioned this, but I will. It's not something I learned this week, so I'm kind of like skating the rules on both of these things. It's not new. Just how many things take batteries and how expensive they are. <laughs> Got to go to Costco for them batteries, bro. I don't have a Costco card. I should. Oh, Maybe man. I should. You should borrow mine. But it's, it's all the way on the other side of town. It's worth it. It's worth it for them, for them batteries. It's worth it for batteries and, and coffee. See, we don't drink coffee either. See, I think that could. He, so he's showing me his Costco card with like his picture on the back. I think, I think, I think you could pass. If I was wearing a hat, maybe. Yeah, just wear a hat. <laughs> so that's that's what we learned this week. We will be back uh, probably a day late again next week because the holidays fall on our normal recording day. Well, we got a lot of football to watch too. So that's true. There, there's so many games on New Year's Day that we're, yeah. gonna, we're just going to record on we the probably, second. Yeah, we probably we just can't. We owe it to ourselves to to watch the game so that we can talk about them with you, the listener. And we'll be watching the West Virginia Texas Tech game probably simultaneously. Oh yeah, that's right. That'll be on that same night. So you'll get some distracted podcaster, you podcast will. hosts trying to talk through content and watch a basketball game that you will have already have watched by the time that you hear our podcast. Yeah. So like our live commentary, you're like, I can't wait to see what they say about this play. <laughs> oh my gosh, they made a fool out of themselves. Or or. They weren't even paying attention, and they missed that really. They missed the the, the really crazy the big alley oop dunk or whatever. Yeah, because Michael went on a rant about the Blues Brothers or something. Or we spent twenty minutes talking about cars. Yeah, movie cars. Or uh, come back ir- next time. Irrigation patterns of West Texas. Yeah, apparently we schooled some people and how beef tastes like meat, or whatever it was I said. <laughs> you said. <laughs> And I, I think I started out with this was something that like we even caught flack in like the Slack chat. Well, I think I even you started said, out by saying this is going to sound dumb, <laughs> but it tasted really beefy. You were talking about steak. 
It's like flank steak. No, it's no, just, it was either flank steak. No, I don't think it was that. It was the uh, uh, the braised short ribs at West Table, which is funny because that, that that's not a it's not a beef rib, oh, is it? Wait a minute, yeah, yeah. Isn't it pork? No, short ribs are beef. Oh, okay, then I'm, I don't. Okay, so then it it does it still stands that it was a dumb comment. <laughs> well, I I prefaced beef it ribs saying this is going beefy. to sound dumb. And 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 sure enough, I was right. Yep. But yep. Anyway, sorry, my voice is like half working tonight. Mine too. Mine's been that way this whole time. Well, I haven't been coughing. Well, I've y'all y'all have probably heard a few coughs in in here. Sorry about that. By the way, we, we need a dump button. Yeah, we need a dump button. Add that to the list to the to the Christmas wish list. Yeah. We also need to add. Oh my gosh! Excuse me. This is Dr. Pepper. Like the worst. That was one of the reasons why I didn't want it because I thought, man, I've, <laughs> this happens every time. I'm, I still, I'm having enough trouble not coughing. I and still bring one stuff just about every is. time. We still need to to get um, friend of the show Rob Bro to we come do. join us. Man, I don't know if anybody's been on Rob's show in a while, and he's got a new format starting next week. Starting next week, he is. It was, going, it was announced online, so we we can go in and, and like. Yes, and yeah. Talk this about isn't that. this isn't like insider info, but he was announced because he told he told me the day of the chili cookoff. He's like, hey, this, these things are coming. Let's not say anything just yet, right? And he probably already told you this. We we have known. Well, I confirmed it with him after you told me yeah. that. I I asked him about it when I saw him next at the at the radio. His show is shifting, going a little bit later, going nine to eleven, <laughs> which I think is great because. <laughs> The double T ninety seven three, well one, the nine to eleven slot on ninety seven three is a national show. The broadcast coming from the Raymar building is on one hundred point seven, and it's probably their weakest show. Yeah, and I don't want anyone to get into like their roundtable of people that appear and speak on that show. I haven't listened to which, this which one. is unfortunate because I really I really do like Zach Logston, even though he's an Oklahoma State guy. He's actually yeah. really good on the radio, and he's, yeah, Logston's he's, good. Everybody that they put around him, hot garbage. <laughs> Sorry, so we, I haven't we, listened yet. I'm... We watch uh, <laughs> Nailed It, <laughs> which is a oh. it's the spoof cooking show. It's it's Netflix original, but it's actually Gosh, really that funny. host is hilarious too. Yeah, Nicole Brown. Yes. This most recent episode we watched, she was talking, she's like, hey, you know, your cake, it was moist, it was sweet, it tasted like it should have. And she's like, because me and Jacques, their other, like, chef judge, like, we've tasted some hot garbage. <laughs> and it was like, just a really weird, uh, like, emphasis on hot. I was like, hot. I'm saying it that way from now on. <laughs> um, anyways, the rest of their show is just questionable decisions of why they're like they they want to have a presence on 9 to 11 but rob being on 9 to 11 is a good thing yeah i think rob's gonna do great there there's a little bit of a uh overall programming shift they're bringing chad onto that station as well right um so he, he will have a a, a weekly a, a daily show ryan hyatt will be back well on the daily show and then rob and Chad will have a combined hour from yeah, four to that's five. That's what I was getting at. That's the only time Chad's going to be on it is for that four okay, to five yes. hour. So he, he and will, he, and he, they will mainly be interviewing. Um, I think it's called the expert hour. And yeah. I first asked Rob and Chad, "Oh, what are you, what are you guys going to be talking about?" And 
uh, Chad told me it was more going to be that they were going to kind of take turns bringing in local people to kind of showcase their business and and uh, I would imagine stuff like roofers or plumbers or you know guys who work on cars or stuff just stuff like that people can call in IT local business and maybe ask some questions and then kind of learn more about them and stuff hopefully it's like not that. our IT department we just went through a migration from whatever it was we were on to office 365 legit oh, yeah. we're down like email like seven days like oh my nobody gosh. like our, our entire organization was like oh well, i could get so much done well but also i could get nothing out we got nothing <laughs> I, could, done. I could get a lot done but i couldn't we, get it to anybody. we spent those days like f- filming so like things that didn't require us to be at our desk wrapping presents for our angel tree family doing our service project like we got so, so much stuff done out of the office we're like we're just useless <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm actually looking forward to their shows, being able to catch more Rob's show. His, his start, I, I don't listen to AM, sorry. I don't listen to early morning shows very much. Um, the drive to work is when Samantha has control of the radio, so it's like Kiss FM. Mm-hmm. And then I take over once I drop her off at work, so it's like 8 to 8.30 is when I'm listening to the radio. But yeah, 9 to 11 a.m. 9 to 11. Again, 13.40 a.m. The Fan. Check out Rob Bro show. For sure. And it starts next week, that new time. Second, right? Uh, I believe so. Maybe I'll be able to get on and and, uh, and join them. Yes. Now that it's not at like 7.30 in the morning. Yeah. Or 7.15. Mm. So early. Yeah, it's so tough. It is. Anyways, for Michael, I'm Spencer. Thanks for joining us again. Episode 59 of the 23 Personnel Podcast. We are... I weren't one episode short of a full year on this podcast. So thanks for joining us. We will catch you next week. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.